<laughs> All right, awesome. Who's here for the first time? Yes, please. Who's here for the first time? Let's let's make our new friends. I think we have some new friends here. Let's make them feel welcome. Reluctant to raise their hand because they're going to think, oh, what are they going to do to me, okay? Yeah, especially here, okay? We we just want to acknowledge and thank the Lord that you are here today. We're getting welcome home. Thank the Lord for that. And uh, so this morning, the first thing we want to do, there's somebody listening in this morning, a lot of people listening, but Glenwood is listening for his family. He needs prayer. His family needs prayer. And, and Willie, there, there's some names here I've got. And so I want us to do right now and Billy. Yes, Billy. Billy Wells. There's different ones that need prayer this morning. Nathan's family. Nathan lost his grandfather. Ladies Conference. R.L. He had to leave. Uh, he came, but he had to leave because he was feeling bad. And we want to pray. We're supposed to pray over him this morning. So Stacy, we're gonna we're gonna pray over you this morning. You proxy for RL. So uh, actually, we're supposed to have done that before the kids went out, and I forgot about it. But we're gonna we'll do it we'll do it this way. This morning, we want to pray over you and Glenwood Frieda. I told Glenn yesterday that I want you. To, he's listening in. So Glenn, I want you to reach out, put your hand on that TV screen. I mean, believe there's power in the name of Jesus. Come on! Okay. If you needed something this morning desperately, you know how important this prayer is to you. Okay, sometimes if it's not about us, it's not important. So we don't contribute the passion that we need to go into the prayer. But be passionate about this prayer. This, these people need you. They need your faith. They need your faith. And again, Willie Duncan. Um, so this morning, I want us to, can you believe it or not, stand again, okay? Let's pray for Jenny, okay? Uh, Billy Wells is, um, Trish, Billy Wells has COVID. Billy will soon be, this month, he will be 92. September the 23rd, he'll be 92 years of age. He needs you right now. Okay? Come on. He's not a 19-year-old with COVID. He's a 92-year-old with COVID. So this morning, let's pray. Let's believe. Let's believe. You want to pray? You want to come and pray? over these needs this morning. And I want you to stretch your hand and, and come up here, Stacy. I want um, some of the elders come around, some of the people of faith come around and lay hands. We'll lean for RL this morning, lay hands on Stacy and, and whoever's got some anointing oil. I don't have that with me. Okay, Tina's, Tina. Listen, Tina is also standing in for Glenwood. Listen, guys, this is powerful. This is powerful. We need for free. All right. Sister Camille is standing in for free. Okay? They need prayer. 
Let's join our mustard seeds together and touch heaven for our brothers and sisters. Father God, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, what a powerful name that is. Father, I'm thankful that at the name of Jesus, blinded eyes open. I'm thankful, Lord, that you declared in your word that the things that you do shall we do and greater than those because you have gone to the Father that you sit at the right hand right now making intercession for us. Father, I thank you that you went to the whipping post and you took those lashes, Lord, for my healing. I'm thankful, Lord, that on the cross of Calvary you paid for my salvation and my healing. So, Father, right now in Jesus' name, we pronounce the word of God over these. You said, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them. Anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise them up. Thank you, Lord, for raising our brothers and sisters up right now. We declare healing over them. We declare health over them. We declare freedom over them right now in the name of Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, may it be so. We thank you, Lord. We believe now that we have received that for which we've asked. For we have asked in your name, according to your will. We have believed in the word of God that says you are Jehovah Rapha, my God that heals. So now, Lord, we rejoice. Now we celebrate. Now we thank you for the healing that's coming about. We thank you for change. We thank you, Lord, you are God of the breakthrough. And we give you all praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now, if we believe, if we believe that there was substance in that prayer, let's give Jesus praise right now. listening in or listening from different parts of the world, different parts of the country. We're so thankful for you. I'm excited this morning. Uh, Lady, can you put that that gift, that gift image I put up of uh, Carmen? There you go. So excited for this. I, I wish some of you all praised Jesus like Carmen the Frog praised Jesus. Come on, if you don't love Kermit, you're not saved. 
goodness, 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 Jesus. I'm excited about this. Are you excited? Yeah. Well, the Lord, I mean, the Lord's been speaking a lot lately about we, we've gone into all in and not holding back and not going halfway, but being passionate about Jesus, breaking open your alabaster box, pouring all of you out before the Lord. There is where, there is where the power, there's where the blessing, there is where it is. It's in the level of your pouring out. Now, so, anyway, Mrs. R, and I'm going I'm to tell her a little bit, and she don't care. She said, oh, no, 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 this is maybe not her daily diet for breakfast. But she she loves Coke Zero, okay? I know, it's not the best. And for some of you in here, it's all these water drinkers and health drink drinkers. Okay, all right, but give her a little slack, okay? But she goes to the refrigerator and gets her a Diet Coke. Come up here. She gets her Diet Coke and she says, here, she reaches it to me, Coke Zero, right? And she reaches to me and she says, you know, she asked, asked me to open it. Open it, yeah, yeah. Couldn't think of the word. Break the seal, open it up, okay? And then she gets her eyes all out, and, you know, the way she does in her thermos, and she pours it in, and, you know, it's, when that when that is just right, there is a, I need that. Okay? But this morning was different, because she, Open that, I opened that seal and she poured it out. Why? The Bible says, Judge not that you be not judged. <laughs> Please don't judge me. <laughs> but I do my Bible study first thing. And then when I get up, I, every morning I put this old faded out pink stained ratty house coat on it. And I come through and I get my ice and my Coke Zero. So I poured it out. And it didn't fit. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. And I took a drink, and it was flat. 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 Let's shout flat. Flat. And one drink was all I took. And I said, taste of this. Something's wrong with it. He tasted of it and says, it's flat. That's what's wrong with it. So we poured it out, and I got enough. So I'll let him explain why that is significant this morning. Amen. Amen. How many know that God can speak to you from anywhere? Or use anything, right? To speak to you. If you don't believe he is or can't do that, you're one dimensional. God is multi-dimensional. I don't even know how many dimensions. It's it's too numerous to even uh, you know to comprehend the all the dimensions of God. But God can speak to us in many different ways. And He spoke to us this morning from this coat ball. Wow. Have you ever had ever a feeling maybe or a lack of words? Have you ever felt like that your faith was flat? Come on. Lost your feelings. Come on. How many ever felt that way before? Yeah, man, everybody's perfect. 
heaven over here, right? For some reason, I can't get a response from this audience over here. Okay, maybe I need to go over here and preach. You guys already got it figured out, right? But listen, our, our faith, how many of you ever run out to your car, been in a hurry, been in your vehicle, got in your car, started up, and before, you know, before you even got in the car, looked down at the ground and saw your tire flat as a flu. How many of you ever done that? Listen, flat tires do not catch you at a convenient time. They catch you, Josh, when you're always in a hurry. Or I need to get somewhere. You go out and discover that your tire is plumb flat. Everybody say plumb flat. That's not for really flat. You've done that before, Henry. You've been going to a child, brother. Hey, you big wall loaded up the night before. Man, I'm in the morning, it's crunch time. Go out. Oh, a major inconvenience. The tire's flat as a foot. How many of you can't go very far on a flat tire? Can I tell you, I have ru ruined. Okay, I, I, let me use the mountain tire. Ruined, okay. I have ruined perfectly awesome tires by driving them flat. Because I didn't have a service truck, I didn't have a connect to get the flat fixed. And I had to drive it a few miles to get to where it was, basically on the rim, and a tire that ended up destroyed because it was flat. A flat will cause you problems. When your faith is flat, it'll cause you problems too. When your passion is flat, it will cause you problems too. So, you know, does, is anybody here too too young to remember the uh, catchy phrase "Coke" when it's really become blown out advertised across the country? It, there used to be a little jingle that went with it. Do you remember what it was? Coke, it's the law. Listen, he's not that. He's not that old. Coke is the real thing. Hallelujah. How many knows there's something more real than Coke? How many knows a God that lives in your heart, Tiffany, is more real than anything in your life? I'm about to shout with me. Jesus. He's the real thing. Now turn around to three people. Give them a high five and say, Jesus is the real thing. You see Kermit the Frog up there earlier? That's why I need you to respond.
God is doing, God's going to do something this morning. Amazing. I know. So when Kathy poured out her drink, she discovered that the, the drink had lost its flavor in an essence. Well, the, the, it, the taste was still there, but the carbonation or the fizz was gone, which elevates the flavor. How many sees that? All right, let me, let me back that up again. You could not necessarily lose the flavor, but lose the fizz, and it affects the flavor. The overall flavor of your drink. Do you understand what God said? You can have some flavor, but lose your fears, and it will affect the outcome of your dream. Let me tell you, you've got to have flavor, and you've got to have fears. The fears is the moment. Let me tell you what that is. That's young 12 year old. Is he 12? 13? 13. That's a 13 year old who comes to the pastor and says, I want to serve in the church. When he told me that, I said, Man, you're singing my songs. <laughs> Woo! You're singing my song. Because when somebody says, Lord, here I am, send me. Not here I am, I want to get this. And I want to get them safe things. There's a time and space for that. I get that. But I'm seeing somebody who steps up to the plate and says, I want to serve Jesus. Whatever I can do, I want to work in this ministry. You know what that's called? It's called passion. It's flavor with fears. Come on. It's, how was going tonight? It's a nine-year-old who took it on himself to take something so simple as a bucket, stand up in front of people a lot older than he is, and a vast audience all across the world, and send out a cry that we need to help these kids in It's almost like the Pied Piper. He just talked like that. He said that Graham's a Pied Piper. When he gets up and he holds out that bucket and he prays, I've heard people say, wow, man, people listening, that really touched me. You know why? There's something powerful here with Graham. And Stephen, there's something powerful about that. He, they only don't have the flavor. They've got the feels. It's You lack passion. You lack fears. You lack fears. You lack gusto. You like you like that up. We've got the flavor. We we know the things. We've got faith. We we love Jesus. It's not that we don't love Jesus. Somebody asked you a question one time about what is a fanatic. A fanatic is just someone who loves something more than you do. A, a Lincoln, he's waking up there. I don't see her head. Where'd she go? Is she there? 
Okay, I need that image that she's there. Okay. I, I sent some images. Man, these are powerful. These are powerful images. But they resonate my spirit. They speak to my heart. Because we're all passionate about something in here. Come on. Oh, come on. You see, what did he say about shaking the head? Some of you like. Some of you don't know. Okay. Okay, this, this is one. All right, will you go back? Go back to that one right there. You see that first image, if you can see it? That's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. How many of those millions of people in Listen, New York, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to rain on your parade. I'm not going to bust your bubble and pray. I love all that stuff. It's awesome. I grew up with Macy's. You know, I love the big turkey coming through. I love the big Santa Claus coming through at the end. Yay for Santa. You know, I, I love all that stuff. I love the parade. I love the bands. I love all that stuff that comes through. But you can't even stir a stink. That's mountain for real crowded. How many? Well, you all, when I say things, you look at me like you're lost. How many knows what you can't stir a stick means? It's so crowded, like Jimmy said in that tent the other day, in that conference her wheel went to. It was so super crowded. Thousands of people in that little tent. You couldn't hardly move. So it's that way at Thanksgiving Day parade. How many knows there are a lot of people there? Just I'll go on. Black Friday. <laughs> oh, man. There have been people go to jail over Black Friday. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? There have been people who have got down, and I'm telling you, serious, drag out, knockdown fights over Black Friday. Over a town. Is that what you said? A town? A town? Or a TV? But they're passionate about shopping. And can you believe this? People, Becky, will get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, sit in the parking lot, because they don't want to miss out on the deal. But at church, we got to give away cars. No, we don't do that here, okay? But at, at church, we got to do this, we got to do that to pump people up. Come on, I know you want to say something. Oh, I gotta put in a professional wrestling thing here real quick. Rick Flair goes what? In professional wrestling, there's a term called pop. Okay? And what pop means is certain athletes have it and some don't. You can have the most ripped bodybuilder, the biggest, strongest, just jacked up dude, and he don't have pop. He comes out and they don't the crowd doesn't react. Now the goat, in my opinion, humble opinion was a guy named Rick Flair. His body is just an average body, if that. But whether he was a good guy or a bad guy, no matter what he was selling that night, when he walked into the arena, people still talk about the pop. What that was was the passion and the degree of sellout he into his character that night. When you walk into church on a Sunday morning, there should be a pop. 
Not because of you, but the passion you're putting into your service. When you walk into work, when I walk into work on a Monday morning, there should be a different sound. When you walk into Heavenly Chicken, there should be a different feel in the room because the passion that you bring in the room, that's called pop. It's what makes the soda, the soda pop. Jesus praise. That's awesome. Now we're going to go to a scripture, I promise. Alright. And this is found in this is found in the book of this is found in the book of Luke. Okay, chapter, you can be looking in chapter 21, okay? Now Thanksgiving, Black Friday. The, one of the heaviest shopping days of the year. Saturday sports event. Stadiums all across the nation today will be sold up, sold out and filled up with passionate fans who are cheering their teams on. Nothing wrong with that. I've been in that crowd. Have you ever been to Rupp Arena or, or Neely Stadium? Come on. Some of you all. Now I'm talking about you. You're all holy now. You won't, you won't admit that you go to these places. Come on. Yes, there you go. The tide in the balls. That's a sold out ticket, okay? I know somebody today is watching the Beams play live, okay? So what, what I'm saying is today, go back there, uh, Will, or Lincoln, go back one. Yeah, there you go. Sporting events. But here's Sunday morning. Where's the pop? Where's the pop? Follow what you're passionate about. Do you understand what I'm saying? People give this offering with, with St. Jude's is because they're passionate about it. Stephen, little Stephen is passionate about his service, his ministry, takes that serious. I, all I'm just saying is this morning the level of blessing depends on the level of your glory now. We're passionate sometimes and then we're not passionate. We're on fire and then we're not on fire. And that, that is part of life. That's part of whatever we are in life. And there are some elements and there are some variables that affect that. And we get that. But as much as it lies within us, as the King James Version says, we need to be passionate about the one who is passionate about us. Do you understand? We don't follow Jesus because of what we get out of him. We follow Jesus because of what we can pour into him and pour on others. That's what the woman with the alabaster box, three Marys, anointed Jesus. And, and every Mary, there was a great sacrifice. There was a great sacrifice. Holy Spirit, help me. Let me, let me read the scriptures and we'll go into that. Luke chapter 21, if you're with me. And, and when we read these scriptures, it's the most misinterpreted scriptures and uh, text in the Bible about the widow woman. The little widow, widow woman, I'll say that right in a minute. I had a mic, but I don't know where it is right now. I'm not going to take time to look for it. But I had a mic. It's so small. And, and it's worth about a cent. Okay? So, 
That's what they use in biblical days. But look in chapter 21, verse 1. Jesus was in the temple. They say Jesus was in the temple. And he watched the rich people dropping in their gifts in the collection box. Jesus was observing, okay? He was seeing what was going on. All right? Do you know that Jesus sees what's going on? Yes. Yes. Oh. Yes. You see, I don't see it. It's all right. Oh, let me, let me tell you something. How many of us that Jesus sees what's going on? Yes. Okay, all right. So he looked and observed these very wealthy people pouring into the collection box. Then a poor widow came in, came by, and she dropped in two small coins. He called a mine. I'll tell you the truth, Jesus said. This poor widow has given more than all of the rest of them. Come on. I, I've heard people tell me, you've heard this too, he. My gift is not like somebody else's gift. My talents are not like somebody else's gift. Can, can I clear something up for you? God doesn't base your talents or measure your talents with somebody else. There's, there's scripture in the Bible about the talents that Jesus will prove. But whatever he gives you, that's what you're supposed to grow and be passionate about. When they get you two or five talents, whatever, be passionate about what he gives you. Be passionate. If your if your talent is to work on the church grounds, then that's a needed talent. Not everybody can do it, but when you do it, give it your all, Ronald. Yeah. And that's what he told me one time. He said I was taught that when I was a kid, and him and. Georgian and others come up here too and they work in the church and they pour out what God has blessed them to give now let's look at this hang on she's given more than all the rest of them listen to this verse 4 for they have given a tiny part of their surplus they, they've given just a little dab of their surplus. Everybody say a little dab. <laughs> Brill cream had it all wrong back in the oh, I'm using old school here too. Nobody knows even what that is. It's a hair product. How many's ever heard of Brill cream? When I grew up in the day, that was the big deal. Butch and, and Brill cream. That's what they did. They put that greasy stuff in your hair and make it form and, and you sculpture your hair. And the, the jingle went with that, a little dab would do you. In the kingdom of God, a little dab will do you. don't get blessed with dabs. You get blessed by breaking open your alabaster box and pouring out the content of your heart before a holy God. This morning when we're worshiping, it's breaking open our alabaster box. That means passionate about our worship. Passionate about the word of God. I love the way he said that a while ago. A powerful illustration about the word of God. 
The Word of God has changed my life. Amen. God has used that. The Holy Spirit has used that to change my life. I'm passionate about the Word. Go ahead and sit down. I know what some, I know what some of you are thinking right now. Okay. So we got to finish this text. So hang with me. Everybody say, hang on. Hang on. Snoopy, hang on. Hang on. Okay, here we go. For they have given a tiny part of their surplus. They had more to give, but they only give a tiny part of it. They had more to surrender. They had more to give up. But they only give a tiny part. And the tiny part they gave was, they gave it this way. Look at me. Look what I gave. You know what? That don't measure up to a hill of beans in the kingdom of God. Whatever we do, the word says, do it as unto the Lord. Not to impress me, not to impress this one or that one, not to impress Facebook, not to impress TikTok or whatever your social media is, but it's to bless the Lord. You pour out your life to be an offering of blessing to the Lord. Everybody say to the Lord. Okay. We're getting ready to finish the scripture, this text. Thank you for your patience. But they only give out their surplus. But this is what Jesus said, reflecting upon the little widow woman. But she, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had. Everybody say everything she had. Now, can I go back again? They say amen. This is very costly perfume. And it was given as a gift to Miss Kathy here. How many you know it's all right to receive something lavishly? Is it okay? How many here of Jesus lives in your heart? How many know that you received that? He was a lavish gift poured out upon you, right? Amen. That's your greatest gift. That's your greatest blessing. It's the presence of Jesus in your life. It's greater than costly perfume. It's greater than fine homes. It's greater than automobiles. It's greater than talents. It's greater than degrees. It's greater than accomplishments. It's greater the presence of Jesus and your life is the treasure that was found in the field. And when the man discovered his treasure out there, he went and sold everything choice that he might go and find that treasure in the field. Because Jesus is worth everything. He's not some of your life. Or he shouldn't be some of your life. He shouldn't be a part of your life. Well, I'll just plug him in where I can. And by the way, Tanner, happy birthday, buddy. Don't lose it. Don't, don't lose it. Or anybody else. Who, who was it had a birthday? Hunter? Tanner? Okay, all right. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe it's somebody else. I right, Brandon. Brandon, okay. 
Alright, I'm sorry. Give me a break, I'm almost 70, okay? Give me a break. When you get my age, you'll, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. That's the first amen I've got. This is going somewhere. But Jesus, God lavishly, and that word means without restraint. The other word for lavish is extravagant, which means without restraint. There's nothing keeping me back. In other words, God, you get my all. You don't get a part of my life. If God's only a part of your life, that's why sometimes your life don't work. The way your life starts working, when you import the content of your life out before the Lord and say, God, I pour this out as a drink offering to you. My life is as a drink offering. I pour out my life continually to you. C.C. Wining said, when you leave this world, you should leave empty. Now, I know that that's going to rattle some of you. Because you've spent your whole life pouring your whole life out. You don't want to leave with a surplus. If that makes sense. You want to know that you've left this world and that your life has been an offering poured out to God. As Paul says, I'm, I'm ready to depart from here, Timothy. I know my time of departure is at hand. And I have poured myself out to God. And I'm ready to leave. The way to leave this life is leaving behind you a legacy of a life that's been poured out. Not in surplus. Just pour it all out. Leave it. Pour it all out to Him. So, I was going back to the perfume. So this costly perfume. Now, I don't know about you, Miss Selena. I don't know about anybody else in here. Are you still with me? Are you with me, Tiffany? All right, listen. And I, I've asked about this, and I've seen it. And I think most women do the same thing here. If you've got real nice cologne perfume, Ben calls it, he calls men cologne perfume, okay? We can't get that across to him yet. But, so... This is how women do it. Come here. How do you apply such fragrant and elegant aroma to yourself? Now that's a, that's a that's a spread. Okay. Now, if, if that wasn't a spray device, I didn't know it was a spray device. Let's say it's an open lid. More like old school, what do you do? Okay. It's called dabbing. You dab a little here, you dab a little here. You dab a little there. Come on, man. You dab a little there. Okay? How many knows that when we serve Jesus, that's the way we serve him sometimes? A little dab here. And a little damn thing. But Lord, it'll all work out. I mean, no, it won't all work out. Yeah. Your life has been meant 
scripture that Paul used in the scripture. He said, He that soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. The blessing is in the pouring out. The blessing is in all. The blessing is not holding back. It's been lavishing with the Lord. Been an extravagant worshiper. Been an extravagant giver. Give, it's a blessing to give. You know why God blesses you with income? So we can go trips, right? So we can go here, we can go there, do this, do that. Well, that's a little bit of it. Now, I'm not going to rain on your prayer. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to do it then. And God's all about that. But God's all about blessing you too. All the Lord wants is your dedication. And no commitment to be all in. And I will say this. If God is in the center of your spectrum, if He's in the center of your life, all those things He'll give you too. How many knows that? He, he knows you love your family. He knows you. He knows that you need these things. He knows you need rest. You need vacations. He knows you need a time apart. Our vacations should be more about apart where we can be poured into more. Not our vacations is more like, listen, I've had to take vacations to come back from vacations. How many of what I'm talking about? Come on, real people in here. That's called people with kids. You've got to take a vacation when you come back from a vacation. But when Jesus is in the center of your life, Jesus doesn't withhold those things from you. He blesses you to have them. They help you. As long as those things, He don't care for you possessing those things, He just doesn't want any of this stuff to possess us. He wants our life to be a life that's constantly poured out. A lifestyle of being poured out. The reason God operated the way he did in the early church, I've, I've talked and debated this so much in my spirit and my heart. And God's given me revelation so much lately about that. In Acts 2, the difference in these apostles that were first fired up, filled with the Holy Spirit. They were passionate. Peter went out, first sermon preached, and there was over 5,000 people came to give their life to Jesus. They had the power of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit working in their life. Signs and wonders followed them. They didn't have to pump up the signs and wonders. They just followed them. Wherever they went, the signs and wonders followed them. On a daily basis, signs and wonders followed them. Yeah, come on. Come here. Come on, get up, man. Ain't going to mess with you. Come here, Dr. Come here. Come here, baby. You got a good candy. Come here, Brad. Don't mess with you too much. You'll be the first, you'll be the second, you'll be the third. You, you go to the third one, man. You go to the second one, Brian. So wherever they went in life, living this passionately poured out lifestyle. See, Jesus poured himself out unto these men and these women. They, he poured out his spirit upon them. The day of Pentecost teaches us 
that God didn't withhold. He poured out. He poured out in abundance upon these that he was going to send forth into the world to change the world. And these men didn't go looking for what was being poured out. What was poured out was inside them. And as fruit of their pouring out was what followed them. You know why? Because they developed a lifestyle of poured out. They poured themselves out. It said daily they shared. Daily they was in a house of worship. We struggle with one day a week. Come on, don't get mad at me. And, and I'm not preaching at the choir today. I'm not just, just, just say, keep it real, Pastor. Nobody on this side said it. Okay, you're just quiet over here. I'm going to get you attention. But they developed this lifestyle of pouring out. They poured themselves out. They poured themselves out. As they poured themselves out, as they walked along their way, signs and wonders followed them. And everybody they encountered, a blind man, walking by the streets, the Bible said of which, when he crossed, the very shadow of these men raised up the sick. Why? What was special about these untrained, ungroomed men? Because of what had poured into them and what they were willing to pour out of them. The reason sometimes these things don't happen in Western churches is because of what we withhold. It's what we hold back. It, it happens is what when we're pouring out. That's where it happens. And as they begin to follow, as they begin to, in their everyday journey in life, it says daily. Everybody shout daily. That means there was a, a continuity. There was a continuance. There was a faithfulness to their character in their walk. And wherever they went, signs and wonders followed it. That's what Jesus told them. He said signs and wonders will follow you. In my name, you're going to do these things. Because what I poured into you, and because what I poured into you, is going to enable what you pour onto others. Amen? So wherever they went, signs and wonders followed them. Oh, people were healed. The dead raised. The lame walked. The blind came to see. Everywhere they walked, these signs and wonders followed them. I grew up in the I grew up in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. People followed the signs. I've been there before. I, I listen, I've gone to 10 crusades. I've gone to huge mega events to, to see a certain personality preacher because I thought that he had some kind of edge upon me. And the Lord spoke to me one time before we went to a Benny Hinn crusade. Years ago, the Lord says, the same spirit that's in Florida is the same spirit that's here. Are you willing to pour out? Are you willing to pour out? That's what it is. Signs and wonders followed them. They didn't look for the signs and wonders. As they kept journeying their life, they developed this lifestyle of being poured out. 
Signs and wonders followed them wherever they go. In the marketplaces, guess what? Signs and wonders followed them. Back at home, in the home front, in their household, signs and wonders followed them. Guess what? When they infiltrated the jailhouses, guess what? Signs and wonders followed them. Can I tell you what God's doing in it? To some inmates down in Duffield, signs and wonders are following you. this public school, teaching public school. Signs and wonders followed me there. I didn't leave my faith at home. <laughs> yeah, I was called to the office a couple times. <laughs> Not by Miss Lane, I'm sorry. Okay. But I was called to the office years ago because I was, I was pouring out my faith too loud. And because of that, kids won't come to church. They're going home talking to their parents. How many of us that's a good thing normally? But if, listen, if your parents are atheist parents, how many know that they can that can cause a rift, okay? When, when, when your kids go home and say, oh, Mr. Reynolds got this, this youth group, uh, Daddy, Mommy, can I go? And then you get called to the office and say, now what are you doing, Mr. Reynolds? Signs and wonders can follow you in the school. How I many of you can pray in the school? I, I know some of you believe that God took, listen, the devil took prayer out of school. No, he didn't. Who told you that lie? No, the, 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 the devil didn't take prayer out of school. You can pray in school. Guess what? You can carry a Bible in school. How I many of you signs and wonders can happen in school? They can, hop up. they can happen on university campuses. They can happen in social security offices. Yeah, you didn't mind me saying that out, did you, okay? Okay. So wherever they went, thank you guys. You're awesome. You're awesome. Come on, give me another floor. Those are our signs of women. mentioned this quote. I've always loved this quote by Mick Charles Spurgeon or uh, Billy Sunday. I'm not sure, but he says they interviewed, he was interviewed by a, a news reporter one time. Mr. Sunday, I'll go with that. Why do all these people come to your meetings? He says, I just set myself on fire and they just come and watch me burn. Get many people under the kingdom that way. Come on, come on. 
fire truck goes by. Every hour, look, where's that fire truck going? I've actually known people to get in vehicles and go chase it down. Look at where, where it's going. But notice, not too many freezer trucks go by. People won't even want to get turn their head. Now some of you are looking at me like you're offended at me right now. Listen, how many knows you've got to have a passion about what you're doing? You've got to have fears. You can have flavor. You can have the goods. But if you don't have the passion that goes with it, then there's not much accomplished. And Jesus said it this way in Matthew 5. This has gone somewhere totally different. I'm sorry. This is gone. This is not. This is gone somewhere way out there. Okay. Jesus said this in Matthew five thirteen. We taught on this here a couple three weeks ago about salt and flavor. Jesus said, "What good is salt if it's lost its savor?" The correct translation of that word there is flavor. If you've lost, if you've lost your fears, then what good is it? Jesus said, it's good for nothing but to be cast out and trampled on the feet of men. You, you've got to have, you've got to have flavor. Don't worry about that kid. Don't worry about that little guy. Ezra, don't worry about him. Oh man, I wish our heart was as good as Ezra's. Oh man, don't worry about that little child. Never want to get your head on that little child. Don't worry about that child. Worry about what God's saying right here, right now. Get, get your eyes on Jesus. Get your focus on Him. You not know the devil's out there trying to get in your head, trying to distract you, trying to get you to not listen to what God's trying to say. Your savor or flavor or fizz or whatever you want to call it, love is the most important thing about your makeup and following Jesus. Do it passionately. Yes. They shout passionately. passionately. My Sunday pick on people. Be passionate and worship. I know back a long time ago, not so much lately, but I know there's sometimes people don't understand the level of Miss Holly's worship. I sent her that. Do you have that on your phone that I sent you? up there looking at my phone. I'm looking at notes. <laughs> but I sent Holly a text about worship, about passion last night. And she said, you know Pastor R? She sent this thing back. She's, and I said, when she told me that, I said, wow. She said, you know what I'm doing in my kitchen right now? I'm worshiping Jesus. I'm 
outside. I got.
be different. What if every church and denomination tear down their walls of division? God's only difference. It's not meant for your things. But get off of this competition boat. And get on the Jesus boat. And all of us work together. Not against each other. 100% you see. This region dynamically changed by the power of God. In actuality, it's not about my church. It's not about the church down the road's church. It's not about the pastor up the road's church. It's Jesus' church. You forgot that or not, this is Jesus' church. It's Jesus' church. And we be passionate about what He has given us. He has given us. He has poured into us. And the word says that God withheld not His only Son from us, but gave us His best. We, we forget that. God gave you His best. What is acceptable, God, is... It's not that we all give the same necessary. Remember the widow woman. It's that we give the best. We give out of all everything we have. And not with surplus laid on. We don't walk through our Christian faith a little dab here and a little dab there. We all went to church today. Pastor, did you check me off? I went to church today. Uh, mark me out. Mark me present. I went to church today. I went to church today. It's not about that. We get to do this. I don't have to do it. We get to do it. I get to worship God today. I get to preach His Word. I get to proclaim His Word. I get to worship with my family. I get to worship with some of the most radical, radical people. I get to do that. I get to do it. So it changes the dimension of that for me. When you realize that this is an opportunity I want the flavor and I want the fizz and following Jesus. I don't want to be a flat drink. <laughs> when somebody comes up to me and I pour something into them, I don't want to be flat. <laughs> I want them to sense something and say, ooh, what was that? Coke is it. I don't have to go up to him. Remember that first translation was a 60-pound Bible. I don't have to go up and slam a 60-pound Bible over you and say you're going to hell. Well, we, we know there's a real hell. There's a, there's a heavenly game. There's a hell shot. How many knows that? That's for real. That's for real. Let me tell you. There should be enough fears in my life and flavor in my life when I walk around you. It brings the conviction of heaven upon my life. Hallelujah. And I'm not bragging on me. I'm not bragging on anybody. But I'm saying it'll make you run and hide behind the potato chip counter. It'll make you try to hide in the food city. Oh man, I'm so I'm so glad you're back. Your family, your awesome. This whole family, we dedicated our 
for Jesus. Yeah. Out of bounds, 
15 yard line, 10 yard line. Be passionate, Ezra. Yeah. Be passionate. God wants you to be passionate. Be passionate about your job. Be passionate about what you do. Be passionate about what you do. Be, be passionate more so about Jesus. Do these things. Be a fan for your team. But be a follower of Jesus. And I, I you notice I didn't say that. I didn't say be a fan of Jesus. I said be a follower of Jesus. I don't want you just cheering on the sideline. I want you to be a follower. I want you to be an in, all in follower of Jesus. Your foot on the rock got plenty of fizz and flavor in your life. Where daily you're flavoring people's lives. You're impacting people's lives. And that's the kind of passion that we're closing I didn't. We, we call it extravagant. We, God's going to finish with this, and He's probably doing a lot more stuff on this too. But uh, remember that little widow woman. She gave, and she didn't hold anything back from her gift. She gave what she had, and the others just gave, and they had plenty left over to give, so they could have given more. So my question is. Is there more in our life that we can give? Yes. Well, whether anybody helps me or not, I don't have to raise my hand. <laughs> Come on, you think I'm going to sit up here and tell you you got more to live? Give it. And, and I've I got, oh, got plenty more to give. I'm 70, but I got some more. I got a little more in my tank, okay? find out about that. That's a God thing. That's a God thing. But all of us today, closing and leaving here today, just remember, I hope you never, every time you look at a Coke bottle, I hope you look, I, I hope you never look at it the same way. And Coke may not even be, but if it's Pepsi or whatever it is, seven up, same thing. I, I hope you never look at it the same. Lord, I want to have the flavor and I want to have the faith too. I just want to have, have the knowledge of the Bible. But I want to be able to pour it out on others. Years ago we had people come through the land. And they, they were called walking Bibles. They had they knew so many scriptures. They could stand up and then they impressed people. Whoa, they could quote the whole chapter of the Bible. But how much of that chapter are you walking out? Come on! Lord, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this audience. Thank you for the people who have come here today. Lord, seeking hope, seeking encouragement, seeking a challenging world. You said in your word that iron sharpens iron. I pray that people will leave here with a tool sharper, Lord. They'll leave here with more fears in their tank. 
with more flavor and fears in their life. Knowing that their life is a constant reminder to be poured out. Whether it's pouring yourself out on the football field, pouring yourself out in the classroom, pouring yourself out in the home as a home a homemaker every day. Pouring yourself out in the bank, working as a banker, pouring out, listen, pouring out at the Pals restaurant. I've, I've gone through the I've gone through drive-thrus before, and I compliment people who serve in the line. And and sometimes it sometimes when I pull up to the line in, in a in a drive-through, I want to turn around if I had reverse, but I didn't have people behind me. I want to back up and pull out. Because I said, man, those people that don't even act like they appreciate your business, you know. Like it's an inconvenience to wait on you or something. Then then I I, I, I brag on people when I walk up, these little girls and guys that, that are at the drive-through windows and they're smiling and they're just saying, have a wonderful day. How's your day going? You're awesome. You know, they're saying all that stuff. And I, I just want to get everything on my bill for Just give them extra besides what I got, got in the cheeseburger. Because you know what? They took that job seriously. They took that job seriously. I want musicians and worship leaders up here. We, we take our job seriously. We're, we're pouring out. We're a drink offering. They're pouring out effects here what we do. And I think we got one of the most dynamic, awesome group of, of worship leaders and, and, and musicians. I, I, I do. I, I believe that. You may have a different opinion, but I, you know why? Because I know they pour themselves out. Come on. And we're not up here saying, well, we're better than this place. We're better than that place. We're better than this place. They just pour out themselves. They pour out. They pour themselves out. Our, our ministry team, our preachers, our pastors, our leaders, our teachers, they pour themselves out. Our youth workers pour themselves out. Our people who works in the booth, they, they, they pour themselves out. This gospel is preached all around the world. And it reaches those corners of the world with with fizz and flavor. Amen? Amen. I want to live my life poured out, right? Do you? Yes. How many want to live your life poured out? With plenty, plenty, plenty of fizz and plenty of flavor, Lord. Do you? Is there more? How many, how many here can pour yourself out more? Yeah, that's you. God's talking to you. Yeah. Whether you raise your hand or not, God's talking to you. Yeah. I know He is. I, I know He is. You say, how do you know that? Holy Ghost told me. That, that there's not many in this room that don't escape this word right now. Whether you own it or not, that's up to you. But I'm saying the Holy Ghost is saying, we can pour out ourselves more lavishly and extravagantly unto the Lord. We can't. And you know what it's going to do this last day? This last church day? It's going to take people pouring themselves out. <laughs> oh. Well, listen, I'm not being a prophet of doom, but if we think things, if we think things are being hard, 
Oh, let me tell you something. We we better know where we stand with Jesus. We we better know. We better know. We better live our life poured out. Listen, there's blessings coming. The church is going up, but there's a world pressing against you. There's a real devil person pushing against you, trying to destroy the purpose of God. But those that's got those that's got plenty of fears and flavor in their life. You're world changers. You're going to make a difference. You're making a difference. So let's thank you, Lord, right now for what you're doing in this room. And I'm sorry, Lord. I, I, I apologize to you, Lord, if there's any way that I've done to mess this up. I, I, I certainly did not intend to. And so I thank you, Lord, for your leadership. And I thank you for what you've done in this place today. Save every lost soul. Bring every backslider home. Touch every heart. Inspire hearts here today. Inspire hearts here today in this day that we live in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can we all say amen? Amen. Now let me ask you something. How many here today needs more fizz and you need a little more flavor in your life? Come on. Nobody's taking score. I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking at you. It. So, listen. I mean, no, you need a little more fizz and you need a little flavor. You got flavor. It ain't that you've lost, lost it all, but you, you, you need more fizz, you got flavor. You've got word in you, you've got this in you, but you need some fizz to go along with it, all right? To balance it out. So, this morning, how many raise your hand with me? Just keep it up and say, Pastor. The Lord really just spoke to my heart today. He spoke to my heart. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. He, he, he spoke to my heart today. Did he speak to yours? Well, surely if you can, he can speak to a pastor's heart during the Word, he can speak to your heart, right? Yes, yes. I believe that. I believe that. So just slip your hand up with mine and say, that's me. Okay, what I want to do, I'm going to count three. I want us to just I, come. If you want to bow down, you don't have to. If you don't want to kneel at the altar, that's fine. It's between you and God. But I want us to come up here and we're going to pray a corporate prayer over all of us today about God re reconciling and restoring flavor and fears in our life. Passion back in our heart. Passion to worship. Passion to serve. Passion to live holy. Passion for His Word. Passion to win souls. Passion to just live out loud. Passion not to be seen, but to a passion to live for. A passion to, guess what? Maybe necessarily even die for. A passion, a passion, a passion. A fire, a passion. Passion, Lord. A fire. Passion, Lord. A passion. Restore passion, Lord. We restore, Lord, people in this room. They, they have flavor. They, they've got knowledge. They've got word. They've got experience in their life. But Lord, sometimes we sit on the shelf too long and we lose our fears. We're outdated, Lord. Our, our, our worship gets outdated. We've not been in the word like we should have been. It gets outdated. Lord, we've not been a worshiper. We get outdated. We've not been as faithful, Lord, to serve you as we were at different times in our life. And we get outdated. But Lord, Today I pray that you renew, as David said, a right spirit within me, a right heart, a right attitude. Lord, give me my fears back. Give me, 
let my fish match my flavor, Lord, right now. In the name of every day, right now. In the name.